How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. In one hour, we will blitz the NFC East, getting you the latest on the Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys before critical NFC playoff ramification football is played this weekend. But right now, we will blitz the area and the Beltway caps on deck. Commanders in the hole. We start you off on the hardwood. How about those whiz? Winners of three of their last four, our buddy Wes Hall. You watch him pre and post on NBC Sports Washington. Last night, they allowed 48-10 and 10 to Joel Embiid, and they still beat Philadelphia. If you'd have told me Embiid was going to go for 48, I'd have thought that was a loss, Wes, but they pulled it off. Hey, Grant, buddy, first of all, thanks for having me on, and you're absolutely right. I said it last night on post. I was like, when you look at the numbers, 48 points, nine boards. He almost had a double-double on us. But if you still walk away with the win on that night, I'll take it. It was so crazy because both teams shot the, made the same amount of shots, hit the same amount of free throws, but it was the difference at the three-point line where the Wizards were actually able to take advantage of it. So I'm glad they got a big win last night. Beal left with a hammy with four minutes and 17 seconds to go. What do we know about his injury? Uh, he'll be the you know tip-off decision right now. He's listed as questionable. We tweeted that out a little bit earlier today. But um, as soon as I know something, we'll know something. Hopefully, he's able to go now because you know this is back tonight uh, for back-to-backs before we head out on the road for four games. So we need him, need him right now, trying to climb back into this thing. Three wins out of four for the Wiz, and against some goody, a pretty good opponents too. I mean, they beat yeah. Phoenix by three. Uh, they got the Kings in, in a game that they handled them by fourteen, and then the Sixers by. Five. I mean, what have you seen here? I've seen a team that's coming together. I mean, think about it. We had the return of Rui, the return of DeLon Wright, and even though Brad went down in the third quarter, think about this, Grant. That was the first three quarters of this entire season where we've had the entire roster available. Because remember, Corey got hurt over in Japan in the preseason. So, uh, you know, people just getting back. It's chemistry. I almost feel like we're resetting the season, even though we're nowhere near legally able to do so. But that's what you're going to see, the total difference on this team now that we have all the, all the pieces available. Loved Kristaps Porzingis and Daniel Gafford both being in the starting lineup. I know Gafford only played the 19 minutes, but that size early on gave Philly some problems defensively. I mean, the Wiz turned the ball over nine times in the first quarter and still yeah. scored 32 points. Like, that tells you everything you need to know about what kind of looks they were getting. 
It, they're taking better shots. It's just crazy because, you know, I'm going to toot my horn and yours too and the four other people that said this last year, like we were, were just salivating, chomping at the bit to see that big lineup with, with Gav, KP, and Kuz in there at the same time. And it's paid dividends because it's made other teams have to adjust to them. But you're right, that first quarter, those turnovers, it was a really sloppy uh, first quarter in, in that regard. And I kind of blame a lot of that to the three days rest. But I'm just glad that they were able to snap back into it. You know Embiid's going to have a special night. Same thing with James Harden. Just make sure you keep everybody else out of the party and you're, and you're good to go. And that's how they were able to get a win last night. Chris stops Porzingis 24 and 10 in a double double. He's averaging yeah. 22 and 9 on the year, shooting about 47% from the floor. How do we feel about the season he's had so far through 31 games? I think this is the best season in his career. Uh, he's been healthy, which is the most important thing. He leads the team in double doubles, he's had 11 of them already. Um, this is the guy that, you know, if you're a New York Knicks fan back when he first got drafted, you're like, what is this guy supposed to be? I think we're seeing what they were aspiring that he would be in his career, and I'm just glad that we get to reap the benefits of it. Yeah, this is a high for him at this point now in his career since 17-18 with the Knicks when he averaged about 23 points. But that year it was six rebounds, and now he's averaging nine, most he's averaged since 1920. Hey, Wes, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Hey, Grant, brother. Happy holidays to you, brother. I appreciate it as always. You too, man. Happy New Year, bud. There's Wes Hall watching pre and post on NBC Sports Washington. All right, let's talk uh, about the roommates at Capital One Arena, the Wizards. Caps were in action last night. They are idle this evening, unlike the Wiz, who are playing a back-to-back. Capital's getting ready for action tomorrow. Mike Vogel, washcaps.com. You can read his work and his insight on the team. What a performance. Four to nothing. They earned a couple of power plays early. Got a five on three mojo pots a goal. And it was really downhill from their Vogues as they went to MSG and beat a Rangers team that was just about as hot as the Caps were going in. Yeah, that's a that's a really tough game, uh, Grant, that first game after the holiday break, especially if you have to play on the road because uh, you're not you're not allowed to travel the night before as is typical in the NHL. So you you got an early uh, early flight out. I know I had to get up at 5:30 yesterday morning. I've had more nights in my life where I'm still awake at 5:30 than than I'm getting up at 5:30. <laughs> so it, it was a tough one for a lot of guys. It makes for a long day, takes guys out of their routine, and, and they went right up there. And like you say, that that they took advantage of that that first power play. The, the first 10 minutes or so were a little sloppy on both sides, and that's what you expect. Guys have been off the ice for three days. You're not allowed to have any uh, team-related activities. So there's a bunch of icing. There's some neutral zone turnovers. It's a little sloppy. They managed to get that lead, and that's been the, really the difference for them over the last uh, – the, the second quarter of the season, let's say, compared to the first quarter. is just finding a way to – you know, if they do give up the first goal, make sure they get the next one. They, they've not been digging themselves deep holes as they were doing early in the season – and like you say, that they get that big goal uh, from Johansson uh, on the five-on-three, and then it was it was kind of tight. You know, it was just uh, two two like you said, two really hot teams kind of punching each other. Uh, and those two goals late in the second, I thought were massive. Um, you get the first one from from Gustafson on on the odd man rush, the Rangers challenge. Then you get a power play. Johansson gets robbed again, and now it's you know it's only two nothing. Rangers are at home. They play well there going into the third period, but the Lars Eller goal, I thought, changed the, the complexion. That goal coming with 36 seconds left in the second period, 
that made it a little bit too big of a hill for the Rangers to climb, even though they had the three power plays there in the third period. Vogues, we've been talking off and on throughout the show about the Caps being 13-3-1 in their last 17 now, and in that time giving up barely over two goals a game. And I'm wondering if it's been better goaltending or, or better defensive play in front of the goalies because, man, are, are they looking good in the net right now. Yeah, they are. I think it's a combination of both, Grant. I think uh, definitely both goaltenders have played extremely well. Have played. Uh, I think both of those guys have played well all season. I think early in the season, uh, the Caps squandered some, some pretty good goaltending performances from both of those guys, but especially from, from Darcy Kemper. He wasn't getting the, the run support that Charlie was getting early in the season. And, and then uh, for me, they just played so much better as a five-man unit in all three zones, but especially in, in the D zone. They're not getting they're not getting half. They get pucks out pretty quick, and they, they get – again, it's, it's a five-man unit. You see a guy getting a little bit of trouble. He's always got some support. Um, they, they don't get ganged up. They don't, you, you don't see one guy going up against three trying to get a puck out of a corner. They've, they, they've uh, figured out ways to make these little small plays. Uh, sometimes it takes a village to get the puck out of your end, and, and, and they recognize that. And um, I, I just think they're, they're, they're playing as a group. And, and you know, Peter Laviolette alluded to it a little bit uh, uh, today, talking about how, you know, when, when the system works, and when you see the results in the system working, it gives you the confidence to play it because, you, you, I mean, you want to win. So when you're out there, that, I mean, that just kind of helps the buy-in. When, when what you're doing on the ice produces positive results, you're going to keep doing it, and so it's going to keep producing positive results. And kind of where we are now with, with 10 wins in 11 games, and even the game they lost in there, I mean, they outplayed Dallas that night and, and lost on a, on a goal off of uh, Lars Eller's backside, two to one. So that's how close they are to, to you know, potentially an 11 game winning streak right now. Vogues, great insight. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thanks guys. We appreciate you as always. Mike Vogel, check them out. Washcaps.com. All right, let's keep the blitz moving. Two games to go for the commanders. They need to win both, and they're in. If they win one, they'll need some help. They got the Browns this weekend at FedEx. Cowboys coming to town in one week. Michael Phillips, Richmond Times Dispatch, joins us now. And Michael, I just saw you tweeting about this. Did the commanders let the cat out of the bag on their mascot already? Let the hog out of the bag. I, I think they let the, uh, let the world know what the mascot was going to be when they named it Hogs Appreciation Day and said they would give out hog noses to the first fans through the doors, and many of the hogs would be there. I, I think that was, that was the first hint, um, but, but we've got a little firmer confirmation now. Yeah, they tweeted as a, from the team account, the hogs are welcoming a new teammate. Be in your seats at halftime for our mascot reveal with what appears to be uh, like smoke in the tunnel and some type of hog-like creature uh, in mascot form coming out of the tunnel. So what is the state of, I didn't talk about this at all yesterday, and this came down on Boxing Day when I was opening presents at my family's house. What is the deal with the former Hogs that are angry and upset, and it's not a lawsuit, but it could be? Where are we at on that? All right, most of them are going to be there this weekend. Obviously, John Riggins, uh, uh, you know, bridges have been burned there along the way. He's he's not going to be there, but most of the Hogs will be there. Um, The contention is that the group of Hogs, you know, part of the initial group, 
uh, is filing for, to, for a trademark on the term hogs, they have informed the team they would like compensation for the team having a hog mascot, paying royalties to the hogs. Um, the team uh, has declined to do that. They've said, you know, if you want to get a trademark, that's great. If you want to sell merchandise to hogs, that's great. But we can have a hog mascot if we want to have a hog mascot. The people I talk to say, yeah, that's probably right. Um, now, the one court Dan Snyder always loses in is the, the court of public opinion. So they put out their statement on Monday. And, you know, look, are you going to side with John Riggins, who had one of the greatest runs in the history of, of Redskins football, or are you going to side with Dan Snyder and, and you know, fill in your own list there? I get why people are, are siding with them, but I, I don't think there's a lot of merit there. I, I think it's a bit of a bit of a play for, for money, so to speak. And uh, uh, good news is most of them will be there. Joe Gibbs is going to be there. Uh, shouldn't take away from what's going to be a pretty festive day at the park. Yeah, it's supposed to be very festive, as you said. I mean, everything's lining up for them pregame, right? Gibbs is coming oh, back. You're yeah. unveiling the hog. I, I see that tickets are cheaper than they've been in weeks, though. I, I, there are thousands of them available. I was talking to someone today saying that there's some nerves maybe about turnout this weekend on a holiday weekend, which is somewhat understandable. I mean, what are we anticipating in that regard in a got-to-have-a-game at FedEx? It's brutal timing. I mean, you know, it's it's the morning after New Year's Eve night. Uh, you know, pe- people enjoy New Year's Eve night, Grant. Um, you know, I, I, I've been told that some people go out late and consume beverages. And uh, look, Landover is a tough trek to make on a normal Sunday, but on a hangover Sunday where you're waking up late anyway and the game will be televised, uh, it's a tough ask for fans. I, I get that. And uh, obviously, uh, the atmosphere at FedEx over the years has been well documented. So I, I certainly understand the fears. I think they'll probably be realized. I think the best you can hope for, I think back to that Jacksonville game in the opener, like it was just the lower bowl. The upper bowl was empty, but the lower bowl was spirited. They were making noise. They were loud. They were fun. Uh, I, I think that's what you're hoping for is it's a small crowd, but it, but it's a good crowd and a noisy crowd, and, and everybody feels you know like, like there's some juice there. Bet you didn't have in the office pool that we would be talking for four minutes. Before I asked you about Carson Wentz starting at quarterback, but here we are. I guess part of why I wait is, to me, this was the the least surprising thing ever. Of I mean, course. I, I think this was weeks in the making, and here we are. I mean, what did you make of, of Rivera saying he's going to Wentz and for the reasons that he gave? I mean, look, he could have played this safe. He certainly could have said going with Heineke. Heineke had a great first half in San Francisco. The players like him. It's a couple winnable games here. Uh, We're not going to mess with the mojo. He put his thumb on the scale. He messed with the mojo. Uh, And in doing so, Ron takes ownership of the situation. He he thinks he's making a move to a better quarterback. Um, We'll find out if that's true or not. What I know is if he had stuck with Heineke and they had lost down the stretch, I think people would have just kind of said, well, you know, it wasn't a good enough team. I think now they'll say, hey, you know, this was Ron's call, and this is Ron's team, and he's putting his stamp on, on this final stretch here. I get why they're doing it. It's a dangerous move at a dangerous time, but uh, he's, he's done so little riverboating this year. Uh, why, why not have it in a big situation? Does Carson Wentz have a legitimate chance to play well over two weeks and become the guy next year? To me, he's got to win the playoff game. I, I just think... Look, no disrespect to the Browns. They're an NFL-caliber football team. Like they're, they're not a joke like the Texans were, but that's a beatable team. You know, these guys should win on Sunday. I, I, don't, like, I get that the line's at one and a half, but these guys are better on paper than the Browns, and uh, they've got more to play for. I, I think they should win on Sunday. 
Um, if the Cowboys rest the starters, that's that's an equal. Like that's not a you get another year of twenty million dollars kind of win if you, if you beat Cooper Rush. Uh, I think he'd have to win the playoff game to get there. Um, I, I you know not ruling it out. Obviously, it's the NFL. Anything could happen, but that'd be a heck of a three game heater to, to change the narrative. Certainly would. Michael, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Take care, Grant. Michael Phillips, Richmond Times Dispatch. Have you guys seen the injury report for the Titans yet? They play the Cowboys tomorrow. Thursday night football. Nobody's playing in this game for the Titans. I mean, it is ridiculous. Cowboys by a million. So, you know, Tannehill's out, and so far, the limited Malik Willis that we've seen uh, looks like he he might be ready in three years to start for the Titans. Okay, that guy throwing a forward pass, is, it's like watching the little Giants. Like, everyone claps when they get a yard. So you got that going for them. He's at quarterback. They have ruled out Ryan Tannehill, their best defensive player, Jeffrey Simmons, a starting tackle, safety, Amani Hooker, linebacker and edge rusher, Bud Dupree, their top linebacker, Zach Cunningham, another linebacker, Dylan Cole, and a defensive back, Josh Thompson. Also doubtful for the game. Derek Henry, you've heard of him. And uh, Christian Fulton, one of their starting corners, and their other edge rusher, Danico Autry. Who's playing for that team? Now, I love Thursday night football because I like watching it, but this is a win for the Thursday night football is bad for the league crowd because the Titans are trying to make the playoffs, as hilarious and sad as that sounds, in their terrible division where they've just been overtaken for at least the moment by Jacksonville. And they're playing this game on short rest post-holidays now without all of those dudes I just named. I mean, the Cowboys' defense has really struggled the last couple weeks. It was great early in the year. Here's your get-right opportunity. Malik Willis, who can't throw a forward pass over the last couple weeks, who they hide like an Easter egg for kids to find in that offense, and no Derrick Henry, who has been getting all of the work. Can't wait to watch tomorrow. That's going to be tough. It's going to be so much Al Michaels and Herb Street just gassing up the Cowboys the whole time. It's going to be a tough watch. Get ready for it. Yeah. I mean, what's the line in that game? Whatever it opened at, it has to have close to doubled, right? <laughs> With all of those guys ruled out or doubtful now in the last couple of days, that, that spread should be 12 and a half points by now. You're actually right on. It's minus 12 and a half it, uh, on uh, FanDuel right now. That's insane. So good for Dallas, bad for everyone else. Although Cowboys roll, and it further cements the fact that they'll have absolutely nothing on the line and nothing to play for, almost certainly when they come to Washington next week. So there's your commander's tie-in, I suppose. Which brings me to what I want to talk about next. The NFC has never been more easy to win in the postseason. The NFC has never been more wide open for a little engine who could wildcard team to go on a run. I will make that case next on Grant and Danny. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back, Grant and Danny. Danny's on vacay. You are listening to the fan. So I was looking at the NFC playoff standings last night, and it kind of occurred to me, this has never been a softer conference of postseason teams. It has never been an easier group to navigate. These waters have never been more swimmable than they are this postseason. Now, that's not me telling you that Washington will go on a run. I don't think they're good enough to. What I am saying is that while it will be arduous and difficult for anybody to get out of the conference, because that's the task, right? It's hard. It's it's a chore. This is the easiest road, I think, to win the NFC that there's been in a long, long time. Let's run through this. I mean, just team by team. I, I like to look, look for blemishes, and I like to find warts, so to speak. And I think that every single team in the NFC has a blemish, has a wart. Top team is the Eagles. They're really, really good. I'm not going to say they're not. But Jalen Hurts is hurt, and we don't really know how hurt he is yet. We know what the team has wanted out publicly, that they've gotten out publicly. But what if his injury lingers a little bit? What if when he comes back, He is not 100% because there's a really good chance that his first game he'll play in post-injury is going to be in the playoffs. That is still very possible. I guess it's also possible he plays in the final game of the year, but, I mean, why do that? Maybe you play him for a couple of drives, treat it like the preseason so that he's not rusty or so that you can gauge how far along he is. But the Eagles at 13-2, and they are authentic, no doubt about that. Really, really good. That team, to me, has not been the same over the last couple weeks. And I'll kind of be dismissive of the Cowboys' performance because they didn't have Hurts. Although the offense was not a problem in that game, for the record. Gardner Minshew put up 300 yards and some touchdowns. They hung 34 on Dallas in a loss. They gave up 40 points. I know some turnovers had uh, something to do with that, right? But 
the Eagles' defense, I think, has shown some cracks here over the last couple of weeks. I was feeling really good about them coming out of the Titans game. Because they, they, remember, they played the Packers. They beat them by 7, 40-33 in primetime. They had a terrible game defensively. Then they played the Titans and played much better. I thought shut down Tennessee. And that was before Tannehill and all the guys I just talked about who aren't going to play against Dallas were hurt. Held the Giants to 22, the Bears to 20. But in their last two games, they've won by five against a 3-12 and Chicago team. And then they've lost by six to a playoff team. In Dallas, they got the Saints next. Saints aren't good, but they are going to play you tough. Like, that is a physical, formidable defense. Dennis Allen, for all his faults, generally has them ready to compete in games. That game in Week 17, I think they win. But assuming they don't blow the Saints out, you know, you're talking about three close games in a row, maybe, against the Bears, the Saints, and one good team. And then they finish with the Giants. So while I'm going to separate Philly and say they're really, really good and that they could be the best team in the NFC come playoff time, they should. They're the number one seed. They might have the fewest warts. That defense is susceptible. They have had games this year where they've gotten gashed defensively. They've given up 35 to Detroit. 21 to Jacksonville in a game in which the Jags turned the ball over on the plus side of the field a couple of times. Um, 32 to Washington. I mean, how scared are you of the Eagles, really, when you already went to their place and manhandled them once? Now, I don't think you can do that sustainably, frequently, consistently, but you've seen it. You've done it. We watched the commanders bully them. The number two seed right now is the Vikings, who have the worst defense in the conference and probably the worst defense in the NFL. I'm not talking statistically where as of a week ago, they actually were dead last, but I mean, anecdotally, that's a horrific defense. It is a gift for an offense to get to play them. They make it so easy to throw the ball between the numbers. They give you the entire middle of the field in this bend don't break philosophy that is broken. And they try to hold you to field goals. And when they play well, when they win, and their defense helps, it's because they force some field goals and they get some sacks with Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith, who's cooled off in the second half of the year. But Minnesota, you guys see it every single week. I mean, that's a really good offense. They've got great weapons. They move the ball. They score points. But they're winning one-possession games, generally coming from behind almost every single week. It takes a miracle throw-and-catch to, to Jefferson or a some magical play where they blow up a quarterback on the goal line for a fumble or coming back from down 33 or getting a 61-yard field goal. It's every week for them. That's the two seed. That's the 12-3 and three team. You know, normally the 12-3 and three two seed, you're a wild card going to their place. You're a nine-point underdog. That's not going to be the case for Washington or Green Bay or Detroit or whoever ends up being the seven seed. Then you got the 49ers, and look, I get that they are outstanding. And right now, they're the flavor of the month. Everybody thinks San Francisco is going to run the table in the NFC, make a deep run, maybe get to a Super Bowl. Possible. But how sure are we that Brock Purdy is above a letdown performance? Because this is what we do as an industry. This is what happens. 
we watch a quarterback being dropped into a really good situation, play well when the game script is in his favor, and we just assume that's who the quarterback's going to be all the time. We have yet to see Brock Purdy play from behind. We have yet to see Brock Purdy in a game where it's on his shoulders to go win the football game. Do you know how tough it will be for San Francisco to get through the NFC playoffs without having a single game where they fumble a couple times with their running backs or their receivers or their defense struggles and gives up some early points? Inevitably, Brock Purdy's going to have to be the star and the reason why they win. So far, he's been a passenger and a caretaker and a game manager, and he's looked really good doing it. He has eight touchdowns and two interceptions in four games now where he has completed close to 70% of his passes. Pretty consistently right around 200, 210 yards and two touchdowns for him. Like clockwork. They get the ball out of his hands. He's only had a couple games where he's been sacked more than one time. You just watched him carve up Washington in the second half. Didn't do much in the first half, but then they got guys wide open, namely George Kittle. After halftime with some Kyle Shanahan adjustments. It's an exceptional scheme. Really good weapons. Supposedly, Debo Samuel will be back to help them. His rating in his four games now, 88 off the bench, three starts, 134, 117, 114. There's not a more quarterback-friendly coach than Kyle Shanahan. There's not a more quarterback-friendly offense than San Francisco's scheme. You've seen that with the disciples of Shanahan. Uh, Matt LaFleur, quarterback, won the MVP the last two years in his offense. Mike McDaniel turned Tua from a you know a near bust, it looked like, when he showed up to the highest-rated QB in the NFL going into the last couple of weeks. Now, obviously, he's coming off three picks and dealing with yet another concussion. But I don't think San Francisco's on the level of juggernaut. And the reason is their quarterback was the last pick in the draft this year. Now, if they run the table and they come from behind a couple times and they play from down 13 and he makes all the right decisions, I will tip my cap. But I think at some point it's not going to be staying ahead of the sticks. It's like what we talk about with Heineke. When they were on a roll, people can't see that that's not how it's always going to be. Now, when you're trying to lose weight or you're dieting, when you're able to stick to your schedule, you're able to get up at 7, you're in the comfort of your own home, you pre-prep your lunch, you know, you, you, you pre-plan everything, you take your lunch to work, you get your workout in, you go home, you, you can stick to the script. When you're traveling and you're at a work conference and you get out late and now you got to eat dinner, the next thing you know, you slip up, right? You, you go back to that comfort food, you go grab something at a restaurant, you sit down, salad doesn't look as good as the, that fried food. That's game script, man. Purdy's been able to stay on plan. He's been able to wake up and go through the motions every single day, and as he walks out the door, he's handed his chicken and his lettuce. But he's going to stop at a fast food place at some point. Is he going to make the right decision? We're going to find out. That's your three seed. The four seed is going to be an NFC South winner that's a fraud. I don't care if it's the Bucs, who, who we think are the best team in that division. They stink. The division stinks. And maybe Tom Brady will, will, you know, somehow there'll be 19 fumbled snaps and he'll win a playoff game because he's got a horseshoe up his butt. But the Bucks, let's face it, if you've watched them at all, you know that that's not a, a legitimate thing. 
The five seed is Dallas. The Cowboys, good, could make a run. Early in the year, defense was great. Their defense has faltered. They had the Texans moving the ball on them for four quarters. Gave up mid-20s points to Houston. Gave up 40 to Jacksonville. Gave up 34 to Philly. I think one of those was a defensive touchdown, so maybe it's 27. But the point remains. They had a back-and-forth game with the Colts before the fourth quarter. For, for three quarters, it was 20-19 to 19 or whatever it was against Indianapolis. In the last month, the Cowboys played even for three quarters and then blew out Indy. Almost lost to the Texans, needed a final drive. Did lose to the Jaguars and then survived Gardner Minshew-led Philly. They're not playing well. They really haven't played well since they blew out the Vikings in the game everyone's been talking about since way back in week 11. Now, do I think that they could go on a run? Yes. Are they capable of winning the Super Bowl? They are. So is San Francisco, so is Minnesota, so is Philly. But my point is, generally going into the playoffs, the, the teams above you, if you're a wild card that you're traveling to, are scary. And that's, it's just not the same way this year. Then you got the Giants, the Commanders. If you make the playoffs, if you're Washington, you're probably at Minnesota, let's say, as of right now, to play that horrible defense. You win that game, and you forecast out that bracket, you might have another matchup where you're catching only three and a half or four points in the second round of the playoffs as a nine-win team. That just normally doesn't happen. I think it's wide open this year. I really do. And if there's ever a time for someone to go on a run, this would be the year. Now, I don't think the Giants are good enough, and I don't think Washington's good enough. If Green Bay got in, because they've got Aaron Rodgers, if they were white hot, maybe I could see them going to Minnesota and winning, and then the next week knocking off another division champion and being in the NFC title game. Detroit, as well as they were playing before last week, You could have convinced me maybe could get on a roll. They got firepower. They can score. Goff playing well. But then they got slapped around by the Panthers like uh, a little brother of Carolina. I'm out. Detroit's got to earn some respect from me again after that dud laying a complete egg against the Panthers last week. But do you guys see what I'm saying? Do you agree with what I'm preaching here that the NFC – is just not that strong and is there to be had if you can get hot at the right time. You can respond if you want at 800-636-1067. You can tweet me at Grant H. Paulson. You're listening to The Fan. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. 
Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, we want to win both these, obviously, to, to get into the into the playoffs, and, and that's a part of it. Um, and I think that's also part of the reason, you know, behind it. I mean, we, you know, the last three games were were o two and one, and so looking for a little something extra to give us a, a little something to get over the hump, and and it's important, especially with these last two games that we want to win. That's Ron Rivera. I'm Grant Paulson. This is Grant and Danny. No Danny today on the fan. I don't think the Commanders are good enough to go on a playoff run, but I think that this is the year, if there's ever been one, where someone out of that wild card portal could do it. Just look at the results when the top teams have played the bottom teams in the playoff picture. The Eagles, the one seed against Washington, the seven seed. They've played twice. Philly won once. Washington won once. When Washington played the two seed Minnesota, they led the Vikings by 10 points in the fourth quarter. For the Vikings rallied. The Vikings, the two seed, just played the Giants, the six seed, this past weekend, and it took a field goal at the horn for Minnesota to avoid overtime. The the difference between Philly and Minnesota and the Giants and the Commanders is just smaller than the gap normally is for the top teams and the last teams to get in. Although I will say that Philly, I'm probably not giving quite enough a credit to here because they are really, really good. The lone question I would have for them would be the Jalen Hurst's health. Because while I think Minshew can run that offense, as you saw, he'd get you your yards and your points. I do think he'll turn the ball over more. Hurts, prior to his final game before he got hurt there, had done an exceptional job this year uh, protecting the football, not fumbling, not losing fumbles, not throwing picks. Let's go to Sean and Woodbridge on Grant and Danny. What do you make of, of just how open this conference is? Well, really, to be honest with you, I think it's just so much of an overreaction because you've been hitting on the head, you know, today. San Francisco has two things that they were always great to beat the commanders. I mean, this year. First is coaching. That's not even – that's from 10 to 1. Shanahan 10, you know, what's that one? It, you, it's just he's an extremely good coach. Then you have good people at certain positions. Bosa was killing us. We don't have a Bosa. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, is San Francisco is not that good to me, but they're better than the commanders at certain positions. Now, Minnesota, you look at the losses we've had. We've lost by, you know, certain points in the fourth quarter. This team is capable. But what has to happen, the offense has to score points. That defense has been doing it all year. And they can't do it by themselves. They even did it against Sanford. But that's why they're making a quarterback change, so that they could try to score some more points. Is it going to work? I think they're going to score a lot more. Maybe 18 to 20 becomes 25 to 27. When they were humming at the beginning of the year, that's what they were scoring. We'll get our first indication of that against the Browns coming up at FedEx Field. Let's go to Paul, who's in D.C. Hey, Paul, what's up? What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. To, to be honest with you, I think things worked out perfectly for the commanders, and I'm going to tell you why. You, you, they've been in that seven C spot, 
prevents you from playing, playing San Francisco, which is probably a better team than Minnesota, to be quite frank and honest with you. So you had Minnesota, like you said earlier, down 10 points, and you know what to expect with them. You can run the ball against that defense. That defense is not all that great. And if you pretty much stop Jefferson, then you probably got them by the horns. Uh, and then from there, you play Philadelphia because you're the seventh seed. I think it's a reseeding format. And then you have to go to Philly. You, you, you've beaten Philly, so you know the game plan, to what it takes to beat them. And by it being a division rivalry, you already know what you're facing. You know the personnel and all of that good stuff. And then after that, if you continue to run, you, you probably want to see Dallas. <laughs> and you, then after that, I love Appreciate the call, buddy. I mean, good luck. I love the – all you got to do is stop Justin Jefferson. No one's done that all year, basically. Like two games where he hasn't gone absolutely ham sandwich on people. Uh, my point is not that the commanders can do this. I think people are, are hearing this segment and going, man, the commanders are going to go on a run. I'm not advocating for that. I'm saying if they were good, which I don't think they necessarily are, if they were actually a quality wild card team, the stars are aligned for you. Because to your point, you play Minnesota, who you had by 10 in the fourth quarter, and then Philly, where you've already won once this year. And I know San Francisco is really good, as the caller just pointed out. It was 7-7 at the half. It was 21-14 with two minutes to go in the third quarter. In fact, it was 21-14 uh, with, when the fourth quarter began, before Robbie Gold field goal made it a 10-point game with 14:56 to play. And then the turnover started. Tony Hagerstown, what's up? Hey, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I really think the commanders do have a shot, and this is why. I mean, you know, we have a strong defense. We established a run. And the reason we're not scoring points is, yeah, we established a run, but you established a run to capitalize on the passing game. I mean, we have weaponry galore. And it was so frustrating watching Heineke, you know, run the ball, run the ball, and then you miss a wide-open guy or you take the short guy because you can't get it down the field. Now, hopefully Wentz can limit the turnovers, continue with that formula, run the ball, and hopefully he's going to be hitting these deep shots, these deep digs to Terry, these deep – Deep passes to uh, Logan down the seam. Uh, hopefully, it'll open up our red zone passing game. You know, I mean, our defense is solid. We run the ball. I mean, that's formula for playoff football, baby, right there. You know, we just need our passing game to come through, and hopefully, Carson, you know, can do it. And he he has the talent to do it. Well, we're gonna find out if they were right about Carson Wentz in these next two games in this offense because they've now got their running game going. They are a better functioning offense. They're dropping the ball less statistically at receiver. They're playing better defense. There are no excuses here. Early in the year, a lot of things weren't going very well around quarterback. They have been going much better here lately. So the, the excuses are gone. If you're right, this guy will help you go beat Cleveland, and he'll put together a good performance to help you beat the Cowboys, and you're into the playoffs. Let's blitz the division next, the latest on the three teams in the NFC East right here on Grant and Danny. And speaking of Carson Wentz, at 525 today, Rivera has chosen to go with Wentz. Is there anything he can do to make you feel like you'll want him back in 2023? We'll get into that next hour. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.